0: i've been gone for a little while at least from this platform but i'm back now uh fill my hole has been dormant for a long time i've almost made it into a joke about how it was done on the morning show but fill my hole is one of those things it never it's like covid it'll never really go away it'll always kind of be with you whether you want it or not whether you mask up or not um but i'm here today in a new studio which is actually the same studio it's not a new studio Uh, I've actually just moved out of my office, where I normally shoot the show, and into the main shooting space. Um, So let's talk about that for a little bit. I mean, why not, right? It's not like I have anything else to talk about. I don't have any kind of set uh, menu for you today. Uh, Behind me is a studio I built specifically for a new podcast, a new show I was going to start with my buddy Peter James. This has become one of those, uh, it's, it's, it's a bad joke at this point. Honestly, it's just a bad joke. Uh, we've been trying to set up time to get it done forever. Um, we have very different jobs with very different time requirements. I also have two kids, as most of you know. So it's kind of hard to find time where we can both be here at the same time with enough warning that I can make sure that there's not Uh, another podcast happening in the space because as most of you know who follow I mean this show or any of the shows on Pantelis' channel sorry let me just fix this chair here Um, we have one two three four if you count my office studio so we can't have every studio recording at the exact same time unless they're at the opposite ends of the space so like the front podcast studio and Pantelis' studio, where he does the French cast and the Pantelis podcast, those two can go at the same time, no problem. They're isolated from each other. But what isolates them is this space in between, which is the Balabanos creative studio, basically. So uh, this is where I should client work and stuff like that. So we can't actually have those going at the same time. The same way Pantelis and I can't do a podcast at the same time in our own personal studios, like in my office in his studio, because they share a wall. Um, and he laughs very, very loud. And most, most of his guests do also. So it kind of interferes with my sound capture. I don't think I'm really interfering with his. I'm pretty, I'm like, I'm by myself and just kind of doing my thing. But yeah, back to this. So this studio I built for, uh, Bao, Battle and James for that podcast we wanted to start. And I figured I might as well use it for film My Hole right now. Cause ever since I moved my office around, I haven't really liked how film My Hole looked. Cause I don't like having the window behind me. I find it It's distracting and it creates like a weird, uh, harsh light, which is one of the reasons I bought something that I'm using right now. Uh, For those of you wondering, yes, the image does look different. There have been some major changes, not upgrades because it's not stuff that I got that are new. It's things that I had, just things that I wasn't using because I didn't have the clearance in the other studio. Um, Anyone who's seen pictures of my office knows my desk is up against the wall and I don't like pulling it out because there's a lot of cables. So it gives me... I don't know, three or four inches behind the computer where I can place a camera. Whereas here, I have like five, six feet in front of me and I've been able to put my FX3, which is my main shooter, on a tripod. Uh, So yeah, and I'm also recording, even though I'm monitoring myself here on the computer, I'm recording internally because honestly, no matter what I do, I just can't get OBS to give me a good signal. I mean, it's fine sometimes, but it's never as good as recording in the camera. So uh, shit in, shit out, right? The, The lower the quality going in, to the edit the lower the quality coming out of the edit no matter what you do so i really wanted to take advantage of like the color space and the quality the resolution the sharpness all of that the one thing that i did add which is new and i've never actually i think i have used one uh maybe not this specific one i'll, I'll get into what it is it's a piece of glass actually that's on the camera right now uh so i have a sony fx3 shooting in 4k um not all intro, it's the second one, the XAVCS, 10 bit color space with a 2470G Master 2.8 uh, Sony lens. That's what's on there right now. And I have a Tiffin 82 millimeter thread um, Black Promist one quarter intensity. Now, the Black Promist has become like one of those jokes of the video and cinematography scene on YouTube in the last couple of years because every big YouTuber is using it for that filmic effect, for that cinematic. Pow, whatever that means. So what does it actually do? So I, I, I know what they are. I, I use them in school. I've used them on, on films. I've avoided using them in my everyday professional usage, mostly because everyone else is using them, and I was like, I don't want my footage to look like everyone else's. Uh, and I will say this much. I don't know if it's better or worse, but for, like I said, for better or for worse, My footage does not look like everyone else's it looks like mine it has its own unique characteristics which i think is the same for most cinematographers and filmmakers and content creators um what does that mean so what does this thing do honestly new setup great this chair which is the old chair from the old studio i hate it i'm like tilting to one side it's driving me crazy i'm sorry guys should stop and go get my chair but I'm too lazy. So effectively what this thing does is it adds something called halation. Now I don't normally shoot with like a light a visible light source behind me like that. Maybe I'll use practicals like I have on the other side over here but this is a very popular YouTube thing to do. (sighs) Sorry I'm holding a a ball joint from a, a little clamp that I use. I'm just playing with it. So I did it to prove a point. So as you can see there's this like misty effect happening right around all the light sources, even the ones that are dim behind me, these orange ones. Um, And halation is the, how do you describe halation? Halation is light traveling into an environment, but visibly traveling. So you can actually see it. You see it the most right here. I don't know if you can see where my hand is. It's like a blue tinge. I have a light off to the left that's like separating me right here. Um, but you kind of see it misting into the air. So I'm going to, I don't know if this is a good idea, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to take the filter off. So anyone who's listening and not watching, this might be a little confusing. Hold on guys. This is very stressful because it's right at my limit of what I can reach. And I don't want to drop a 300 piece of $300 piece of glass. That would be bad. So here it comes. It's almost there. Okay. There we go. So you see those like wispiness i don't know how to describe it it's gone i mean it's completely gone the blacks have become very very sharp my skin has become a little shiny shiny if you will and it i mean it's still a great image there's nothing wrong with it it's it's evenly exposed uh there's nice light fall off the camera's got a great uh i mean it's good at processing many stops of dynamic range nothing is overblown except for the top of the light which i wanted to be overblown it's a fine image there's nothing wrong with it but there's something about this that just changes everything and nothing at the same time it's it's such a difficult effect let me just put this back on before i break it oh it's going to fall guys it's going to fall all right we're almost there we're almost there we're almost there it's on okay we're safe yeah sorry about that <laughs> so it try it so film when glass was used older glass especially on film stock it would create this halation effect more often than not. Also big Hollywood films, which is what most of us are used to as the benchmark, tend to use a lot of haze and haze is another environmental addition to lighting, right? It, it kind of helps you mold light within the environment, through the environment, not just on subjects, but in, this, in the void, right? In, in the space between subjects, things and people or what what have you. My only concern here is I really like what it's doing I don't know, you guys can tell me in the comments. I don't know if you guys like what it's doing. I like what it's doing. I think it might be that much too intense. Like, I'm using a one-quarter uh, no, one intensity. I think I'd be happier with something more subtle. Um, maybe a, an eighth is where I'm going to... I ordered the eighth this morning. It's not a maybe. I ordered it. I'm going to compare them. Um, they're very expensive for such a simple piece of kit, to be honest. It's definitely doing something that I enjoy to the image, like... I'm looking at how it, the, like my skin looks. I look better than I do without it, like, and I'm trying to be objective about it. It's my own face, obviously, um, but it might be just a bit too much. Like I don't know if I need it to look. It almost looks vintage, and I don't want that because we spent so many years moving from away from film, which was this gold standard of quality and and aesthetic. To these little tiny sensors, these digital sensors, those three CCD like camcorder sensors, which sucked and had terrible contrast ratios, terrible color reproduction. And we spent years and years getting to where we are now with these like red Geminis and 8K sensors and true color and blah, 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 all that stuff. All these amazing, super sharp, super digital images. And now we're like, eh, it's too digital, let's dial it back a little. So like I understand the need to want to, to the need to feel like you want to. I, I even I feel it sometimes. I'm like, ugh, it's too digital, and I, and I'm a big proponent of digital. I'm not a purist in that sense. Like I'm not like, let's move back to film because digital allows me to do things that film I would never be able to afford to experiment with things to try things. There would never be a film version of film. My whole like I, I couldn't afford to run this many hours of film randomly, because just because I wanted to say something. So um, it's definitely an interesting vibe. Obviously, the blue light with the orange light kind of gives it a specific kind of feel. Like, I could change the light color and we could see what that does. I'm actually kind of curious to do it. Again, if you're just listening, you're probably very confused. Sorry about that click, too. There's a magnet down here. But let's, uh, let's mess with the colors that are on there as soon as I open this. Here we go. So right now, we're in, like, a teal. Uh, let's go into, like, a deeper blue. It's almost purple. I don't really like it, to be honest. Not a big fan. Pinks? I mean, if I was African-American, this would look awesome because my skin is just not the right shade to go well with purple. Like, I know I've worked with um, with darker-skinned actors or models, and the darker the complexion someone has, the more you want to tinge away from, like, blues and move towards purples because the interaction of the, the tones of their skin with the purple light, or even pink light. Pink light's even better. Uh, it just looks great. For me, kind of washes me out. I'm not a big fan. Red's going to look, yeah, dumb. Red light gets dissipated really quickly and absorbed into the space. You don't see much. Green, bah. No one likes it. There's more green. But like teal is where we need to be right now. Yeah, I, that's where I was. So, yeah, I don't know. I would love to know what people think, like non-film people who are watching this and they're, and have seen other episodes of the podcast. Are, are, does this look good? Does it look better? Is it too smoky? it's hard to really identify what I'm asking, I guess. Even as a professional, I'm not really sure what I'm asking because I understand what it's doing on a technical level, like scientifically, let's say. I get it. But I don't really understand why I like it. Like that's... The one thing I do like about it, which is why I want to stay but on a lower intensity, I don't like how much blooming, halation, whatever you want to call it, I'm getting around the light sources. It's a bit much for me, but I really like what it's doing to the contrast in the blacks. It's just evening them out a little bit, and that honestly, that reminds me of like '80s and '90s cinema, not 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 late '90s, early 2000s, because we started getting into these really contrasting movies where the blacks were black, you couldn't see anything. Uh, but like for The Last of Us, for example, which I believe is using, if I'm not mistaken, I read this somewhere, they're using mist filters, like promist filters. I know that this filter is like the filter of choice of, um, I forget his name now, the the DOP of Stranger Things. Like he uses these to achieve that 80s kind of feel, but he's using a much higher intensity and like that's what I'm trying to avoid. But having grown up in the 90s and early 2000s and watching a lot of movies from the 80s and the 90s growing up and that's kind of what shaped what I like visually, um, I think I'm always kind of chasing that. It's like, a, like I don't want to shoot on film, but I still want it look to kind of look like I did, it's, ah, if that makes any sense. But, you know, I just mentioned uh, The Last of Us. I have an unpopular opinion about The Last of Us. And, I mean, some people are going to get mad. Some people won't care. I've been watching the show. Like, I look forward to it every week. And I've been watching people get very upset about the show. Uh, because it's got these, like, uh, LGBTQ storylines, which, as far as I understand, having not played the game, they were part of the game. Like, that was not an issue. It's not like they added this. They, these these storylines were part of the game. They may have been explored to a deeper extent here, but they're part of the game. Like, the fact that these characters are uh, homosexuals, like, I think that, as far as I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's part of the game's narrative and backstory. Um and that in and of itself is not an issue. Like, I don't I don't really care that much about that. But I think even though I love the show, I think it's a bad show. I think it might be a terrible show. The cinematography, not bad at all. Very good. Excellent. I really like how the show looks. But if I was going to benchmark this against another zombie show, for example, in terms of, like, intensity, emotional response to characters, and overall storytelling and, like, feeling like something is at stake, I mean, The Walking Dead blows it out of the water. It doesn't even come close. Like, I watched the first episode of The Last of Us not knowing anything about the game. Zero. All I knew about the game was that it existed. It was about zombies. And I had seen some gameplay of it on, like, Facebook Live or, you know, when people just usually watch people replay certain parts of games. That was my experience with The Last of Us. I was aware of it as a cultural phenomenon in the gaming world, but I didn't know much about it. So I start the episode. I mean, there might be spoilers here if you're not aware of what's going on, so be careful. Um, I start the episode. It's it's interesting, uh, world building a little bit, character development. And then I won't say exactly what it was, but anyone who's seen it or anyone who knows the story knows what happens in that opening act of the show. And I was fucking floored. Like I was just distraught. I was like, I can't believe they did that to me. They tricked me. They made me fall in love with this character, thinking this is the storyline, this is the character. And then, gone. And I was like, what a great show. Like, I feel terrible. This To me, this is a great show. I feel bad. I just watched something, and I want to die a little bit inside. This, They're doing a good job. Good show. Good show. <laughs> then I watched the second episode, and it was fine. It was good. It was solid. I mean, I was a little bored. Then we did that whole... Uh, I forget their names, Bob and Ted. I don't. I don't know. Bill and Ted, Excellent Adventure. The guys who's, uh, Ron Swanson. What's his name? Anyways, the 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 one that made people start, and I use the term very loosely, uh, review bombing. Which I don't know if it's review bombing if you actually just don't like the episode, and but that's what put the show on the map as oh this show is too woke, right? People started saying that. Um. It was a fine episode, like as a standalone, not in the context of the series. Good episode, great acting, phenomenal acting, not heartbreaking at all because people were talking about how it's the saddest piece of TV that ever hit the airwaves. Not sad, a beautiful, very happy story, really, to find love in a broken place. (laughs) Like, great, cool, super cool. A little on the nose sometimes, uh, but fine, all around, good episode, had nothing to do with the story that you couldn't have explained away in two, three lines of dialogue and lost nothing. But, hey, whatever. I mean, it's your show. Do what you want. Then the next couple of episodes have kind of just been sort of lackluster till the very end. So I understand that they're going for this, like, slow burn thing where they kind of get you into, like, a, a false sense of security. And then in the beginning of the third act of each episode, it's, it's pretty, like, uh, formulaic at this point. You're going to get not very much action for, like, two acts, getting a lot of development, which is fine. And then you're going to get, like, you know suspensefully, like, there's suspense building. Something's coming. Something bad is coming. And then something crazy happens at the end. And the first time it was okay. The second time it was fine. And now I'm just, like, halfway through the second act of the last two episodes. I was like, I don't really care. Like, I don't care what's happening. Like, even the last episode where it gives you a bit of Ellie's backstory. Okay. I mean, that was, there was nothing in that episode that I hadn't already assumed had happened developing that she was, like, maybe in love with someone. I mean, that adds to the character for sure. But, like, my main, my real main character, as far as everyone else is concerned, the one who I started off with at the beginning of the series, he's laying dying somewhere. I I don't really... I don't care about this right now. Show me this later, when the stakes are less high. Uh, I understand why it's done there. I understand that they're showing that she's not going to give up on him because of what happened, and I, I get it. But from a strictly how I feel as a viewer perspective, I just... It was just fine. And I'm not saying it's a bad show at all. I still watch it. I still like it. I'm just saying I think it's not as good as we're all acting like it is. I think there's just nothing else right now that's like has that level the way, you know, like, I don't know, like Game of Thrones had so Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad. Another example of a show that is just fine. It's a great show. Good show. Not as important as people made it out to be. It was just it was good. And honestly, the only thing that was that made it good, because the rest of it I didn't care, and most of the characters irritated me to the point that I couldn't watch them, like I would get annoyed, was Cranston. Without Cranston, the show is nothing, and the rest of the show is just fine. Like, I never watched Better Call Saul. I tried. I just couldn't get into it. And I liked him as a character, but I just feel like we're all in this, it's so good. I can't wait. Oh, Everybody's dying on Twitter. To, can't wait for the... Sundays will be called The Last of Us Day. Relax. It's just a show. It's just a show, and it's not that good of a show. It's a fun show. I love zombies. I'm a big zombie fan. I've made a zombie film. But it's just it's just fine. Does it mean I'm going to stop watching it? No. Is it a little woke? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, if they had done it now and written this story today for this show, I'd say, yeah, maybe it's a bit woke because I would have to take into account social like sociopolitically what's happening. But the show was the, – the, the main backbone of the show's story was written in I don't know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Uh so I don't think that was an issue. Like, think about it. The Walking Dead had an openly gay character, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was Andrea was a lesbian. And no one ever called the show woke. She was just a character who happened to be a lesbian. And that's completely fine. It's not a big deal. It's representative. There are lesbians in society. They would be there in the afterworld, in the afterworld. In the apocalypse also, right? So And then there was more and more characters that got added after. I mean, at some point it became, like, disproportionate, but whatever. Um, No one ever called The Walking Dead woke. I mean, pre-Lincoln leaving the series, because I don't know what happened after, because I stopped watching. I, I just, I got bored. It became lackluster. That's what happened. After Ezekiel's character was added to the story, I just, I was like, I get it, but I don't care at all anymore. Not even a little bit. And people who are saying, well, if it wasn't for all these little backstories in The Last of Us, it would just be ellie and uh joel traveling across yeah that'd be fucking great i would love to see that i would love to see more of these like pot- potentially one of the creepiest most grounded zombie monsters i've ever seen in a show because it could almost happen like it almost feels like it does happen in the insect world so you're like could this really happen to us which makes it all that scarier but i don't i don't even know why i went down this tangent i just I keep having this conversation with people and they're like, what a, great show, and they're either, what a great show or that shit's too woke. And I don't think either of those things are true. It's not too woke and it's not that great of a show. It's just, it's a, it's a fun show, but not that great. I like Pedro Pascal uh, for all the weird things he does. I like him when he character acts. Like it's in, he's not a character actor, but when he plays a character, I enjoy him. Uh, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, the, the movie he did with uh, Nicolas Cage. He floored me with laughter. I thought it was fucking hilarious. I thought they were a great little duo on screen. Big fan of him as Mando, even though for the life of me, I can't understand how he's Mando because they sound so different. He does that weird voice for the Mandalorian. But yeah, I just, I have to say some of the stuff they're doing in The Last of Us, I've seen some beautiful cinematography in terms of lighting and textures, like that that world that they're living in is beautifully crafted. But I'd like to see more interesting camera work from a show like that. Like, The Walking Dead did some really interesting, really creepy stuff with very practical camera movement. Like, practical in the sense that it was done with without massive, like, computerized rigs. It was done by, by good planning, like, in a practical effect kind of sense. Um, but I haven't seen a lot of that from The Last of Us. There was... There was one beautiful shot. I can't remember. I just remember saying, wow, that's really, really cool how they did that for um, the not the last episode. I, I forget which one. I honestly can't remember the names of the episodes. I'm always bad about stuff like this. Uh, it's the one where they're trying to leave uh, Kansas City and he gets up in the, the bell tower with a sniper, which I'm sure is a scene for the game because it feels like such a game scene. And, and she gets into the car and that thing crawls in after like that whole sequence was really, really cool. Uh, it paid itself off really obviously, but it was still gratifying. Like I enjoyed it, but yeah, I mean, that's all I'm going to say about the last of us. A good show, not too woke, not too great, That it's right in the middle. Uh, but I, I think it's unfair that people who are saying it's, they don't like it. Like I'm saying, I don't love it. And I've said that someone and they're like, Oh, you don't like it because you don't like a lesbian and gay, bisexual, whatever, LGBTQ storylines, which doesn't make any fucking sense. That's not at all what I'm saying. So that's not at all what's going on. I'm allowed to like a show or not like a show. I, I like it just enough. I like it just fine. <laughs> that is going to be the show today. That's the whole episode. If I'm going to keep doing film my whole, I'm going to have to be quicker about them. i will have to be a little snappier on my feet. Also, I just realized as I sit here talking to you, I completely forgot to plug in the power into the camera. So the battery is about to die and I will lose this recording. And then there will be no show because I won't do it again. So. That being said, welcome back to film My Hole. Same hole, different studio, different look. Still me though. Still me just saying random things. If I, oop, I kicked the camera. My bad. Uh, BattleBattles.com where you can find out more about me and the work I do. If you do need videos, you can reach out to me. I would like to talk to you about those videos that you might need. Maybe I can make them. Who knows? I also have a merch shop now, if anyone's interested. I've got some cool stuff on there. I'm trying to make sure none of it gets printed outside of Canada because I'm using like a, a fulfillment center. Um because i don't want people paying duties after they order something that they really want and then they're like oh cool 25 dollars t-shirt oh less cool 40 dollars duties because it came from the u.s so um yeah I'm, that's important to me because i ordered some samples and i got clipped by duties uh so you can check that out you know buy some merch sport it wear it send me pics it'll be fun and i will see you in the next episode if i don't see you then i'll probably see you on the morning show every wednesday morning on pentelus comedy we'll talk soon you've been listening to fill my hole this podcast is available on youtube in its full video form if you're lazy and you don't want to google it and you don't want to search on youtube balabanos.com hit the podcast section you can subscribe directly to the rss feed there my name is phil balabanos and i'll see you next time